Hello, welcome and namaste. I'm your host Priyanshu. So here we are with the very first episode of this amazing podcast Artifacts from Future. With us today is our very first guest, a top performing manager and entrepreneur, a real food and fitness enthusiast. In fact, so much so that he has started his own venture in this domain. He has a tremendous experience in brand management, product development, positioning, strategizing, supply chain and what not. With great enthusiasm, I welcome Mr. Deepak Agarwal, CEO of the Oryx. Welcome, sir, and thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Thank you so much, Priyanshu, for having me here. How are you doing? Right. In the best of health, sir. Thank you. Our theme is artifacts from future, but let's begin from the past. Tell us your story, sir, from chemical engineering at IITD to Oryx. How do you connect the dots? right um, thanks priyanshu so uh, by education i am a chemical engineer from iit delhi uh, graduated in 2009 and joined unilever straight out of the campus spent all my 9 years of professional career with unilever uh, working in india switzerland singapore across multiple brands across strategy and operations my love for brands uh, and products grew in unilever and i consider unilever as my school as well now during my journey at unilever uh, while in my last assignment uh, i was primarily taking care of hair care and skin care operations i had a simple thought that uh, people buy uh, fairness creams people buy shampoos for a functional reason but the same people they buy food and beverages for taste and refreshment and that's a bit irony because what goes inside you should be for benefit and functional reason rather than what goes over you and that for me was a first moment where i thought that foods and beverages need to be consumed for a functional reason and the second thing comes more from my personal story where i have been a professional sports person for a greater part of my life and during one such match i had a backbone fracture which led me to 3 years of physiotherapy when physiotherapy did not help me i turned towards yoga and 5 years of practicing yoga made me realize that yoga actually works so i thought if yoga works maybe other forms of ancient wisdom like ayurveda also works and that's when i started learning and educating myself on ayurveda and during this course of journey when i started con- convincing my friends and family to adopt ayurveda i used to receive a lot of different and funny answers like they don't want to consume ayurveda because it's dark and dingy because it's very bitter it's inconvenient and worse of all because it makes them feel a right wing political enthusiast and that's when i i thought that higher weather needs to be made simple convenient and aspirational so with these two moments i actually made my jump from unilever to oric and that was the end of 2017 which is when i was full time into oric all right sir building upon the answer anything traditional is scientifically taboo majority of the people distance themselves disengage themselves from traditional products ayurveda based products in fact wikipedia describes ayurveda as pseudoscience things have definitely been better but then when you started two and a half years before how was it sir and how have you tackled this norm of the society right priyanshu a very interesting question so uh, first we we should all get this fact right that Uh, that ayurveda came before the word science was invented so therefore from that perspective we are benchmarking ayurveda or any forms of ancient wisdom uh, on the scale of something that came later so that's number 1 
Number two, during the course of storytelling over generations and generations, stories do not work on logic. Stories always work on uh, on stories itself. And when we transfer those stories from one generation to another generation, we sometimes fail to transfer the logic. And that is why the second, third or the fifth or the hundredth generation, they still know the insight, they still know the wisdom, but they don't know the logic behind it. So that's the second point. The third point is that slowly and slowly the Western science is warming up to the ancient wisdom and validating them. Today, for example, uh, the benefits of turmeric that we have been speaking about for a long period of time is validated by Western science by saying that there is an active ingredient called curcumin present in turmeric. And the same is true for ashwagandha also. So what I would like to conclude from these three points is that the, the, uh, the Ayurveda is much more older than the Western science itself. The Western science is slowly and slowly validating Ayurveda. But at the same time, Ayurveda came through the storytelling from one generation to another generation. That is why it is called ancient wisdom. And what is more important Correct. is that we need to bring together the the Eastern wisdom with the Western science. And the place where both of them will come together is when a revolution is going to happen. Uh, at the same time, you also need to agree with the fact that with every passing generation, the reason to consume Ayurveda is also changing. I would not want my Ayurveda to look and feel like my mother's Ayurveda. And that is why I need to speak in the language of the new generation. And which is an essential part along with the logic. Because if the logic is there, which is the Western science that you're talking about, but if the storytelling is not in the language in which I understand, then I'm not going to relate to it. And the moment I'm not going to relate to it, no logic is going to work. So therefore, uh, the reason why it is called a pseudoscience is still that it needs to be validated as per the Western parameters. But at the same time, does it work? Yes, it works. Does it require patience and perseverance? Absolutely, it does. My next question is, how do we bring legitimacy into the products arising out of Ayurveda? Can anybody use some particular ingredients and claim that this is an Ayurveda product and the associated benefits. Is there any regulating body to it? Right. Uh, so see, um, the, the reg uh, regulations are there, for sure there are. But at the same time, the way you read those regulations makes a lot of difference. So I'll take an example. Uh, Auric today is a combination of uh, a food product which is under the regulation of uh, FASAI, which is the Food Safety Regulation of India. It is also under Ayush, but for different reasons. Now, uh, you can be, uh, you have to choose whether you want to go as a FASAI product or a, as an Ayush product. We decided that we want to go ahead as a FASAI product. Now, uh, but at the same time, when we hold ourselves accountable, we look at what does the Ayurveda Pharmacopoeia of India talks about. So Ayurveda Pharmacopoeia of India very clearly tells you about the various herbs. It also tells you about the active ingredients present in those herbs. It also tells you about the recommended daily intakes of each and every herb. Now when a, when a WhatsApp forward is there where a company is selling a product under the aegis of Ayurveda, uh, there, is, there is something a brighter side to it. There is also a wrong side to it. The brighter side is that uh, before pandemic, people would not care so much about Ayurveda. You would see people running about the keto diets, intermittent fasting and proteins of this world. But suddenly wellness has become a cool word. Ayurveda has become a known word. 
and as a result of that that's a bright side to the story but at the same time on the other hand if people are selling products without looking at what does the ayurveda pharmacopoeia of india says what does the active ingredient in a herb actually is and what is the recommended daily intake and what is the dosage that you're putting in your product then it is not going to give you the benefits and if the benefits are not going to uh, come then you are going to think that you are consuming ayurveda when the benefits are not at all coming the other problem is that since ayurveda is very very bitter people tend to offset the taste of ayurveda with sugars and that does not help you either and as a result of that uh, people end up consuming more sugar than they are supposed to do only because it is being sold under the pretext of oh, ayurveda right, so. so please tell us a bit about Okay, not a bit. We'd love to know a lot, a lot about uh, what Oric is as a brand and as a product. Right. So, uh, from a product standpoint, uh, Ayurveda has primarily be built around supplements. Uh, whether you look at Chavan Prash, there is a box, and you then take a spoon out of it. Whether it's the Amla juice and Aloe Vera juice, you take two spoons, three spoons, and you put it in a glass of water. So, it has always been thought of as an industry for supplements alone. Uh, i for one uh, believed through oric that from a product perspective we need to provide the benefits of the supplements but in a grocery convenience if we want the new generation to take it forward which is where from a product standpoint we are different we make sure that every bottle of oric or every serving of oric is still having the benefit of uh, a spoon or a benefit of uh, two spoons of something whether it's a chavan prash or whether it's a safi or whether from that perspective it is even uh, uh, amla juices and aloe vera juices of the world but at the same time we are trying to build a product which is taking care of the lifestyle convenience therefore grocery is the format in which we try to approach the benefits of ayurveda so from a product standpoint that's where we have a big difference from a brand standpoint uh, we have actually kept a one arm distance from ayurveda Uh, what i mean by that is ayurveda is not the reason to buy oric ayurveda is the reason to believe into the efficacy of the product beauty and wellness is the reason to buy the product which essentially means that we are trying to make people look good and feel good and that is where we essentially differ from how ayurveda in general approaches the brand thesis and when you look at that particular point we know for sure that everyone is looking for balance and we are trying to provide that balance for the people whether it's between health and taste whether it is between work and life or whether it is about between weekdays and weekends that is what we are trying to do and which is where our brand language is completely different and hence today 75% of our consumers are actually 20 year olds to 35 year olds now these are the people who wanted to practice ayurveda but they wanted ayurveda to speak in the language of the new generation rather than speaking in the same language where you would have a person on the screen in khadi clothes with side parting hair and then hands in front and talking to the consumer that's exactly not what millennials want which is where our thesis on the brand is different okay that was really an insight sir now a couple of mandatory time management questions first can you please explain sir the art of prioritizing especially during this lockdown the number of classes the college hours have been reduced significantly and we have plethora of time available to us how do we make the best out of it how to choose and how to leave things see for me uh, any sort of uh, management uh, is is actually not of time it's it's actually of energy uh, the moment you switch 
your philosophy from a time management to an energy management it helps you do quite well on two fronts one time is a finite resource while energy is an infinite resource if you know how to tap into your hidden energies it will just help you do well so for example when you do something that you love then time is not a limit right so at that moment energy is definitely not a limit because you're creating energy you're not burning energy at the same time there are certain activities that help you feel fresh that helps you give that energy and that just helps you to increase your energy and focus on the activities that you do every single day so therefore for me the first mantra is very simple that move from a time management to an energy management exercise the second thing is the language of prioritization needs to come with a limit when i say it needs to come with a limit it needs to have a short term medium term and a long term horizon there are certain things that need to be done today there are certain things that need to be established this week and if you are very clear about that then that helps you to actually choose and make those hard choices what is the one thing or two thing or 10 things that need to be left out of your bucket because while all of us are very ambitious all of us aspire to achieve great dreams but at the same time we also need to know our own capabilities what are the things that are really really necessary to do today so these two things just just help me manage my energy and therefore my time i guess you have just given a new buzzword to niftimites uh, energy management so the theme of the podcast is artifacts from future and we all can agree for sure that the future is as uncertain as ever so in such a scenario how do we strike a balance between what my skill is what my passion is and these are the couple of skills which the industry requires maybe right now or in a couple of years how do we strike this balance right uh, so uh, see uh, and uh, every single person uh, whether he or she is working into a multinational company or he or she is just starting his or her career or if a person is an entrepreneur what you are asking is actually every single person is operating at the cross section uh, of the skill that is required by the industry standards and the thing that i love the most and the when the moment when you are operating at the cross section is actually when the the happiness the energy gets optimized so therefore each one of us should try to optimize the two things and try to operate at the cross section of both but at the same time if suppose you have chosen a path where unfortunately your passion your happiness does not come from what the industry is willing to uh, pay you or what the industry is able to qualify it as a qualified skill in that case it's a tougher journey but that's fine because at the end of the day it is going to be much more satisfying journey and at the end of the day uh, there are choices that everyone has to make some people decide to go with the skill first and then 5 years 10 years down the line when they realize that they are not happy they are not satisfied they come back to their passion there are other people who go with the passion first and 5 years 10 years down the line they realize that they are not satisfied because their passion was actually a superficial passion they come back to the skill so at the end of the day there is nothing right or wrong as long as you are satisfied as long as you are happy that is the end goal if you are not satisfied if you are not happy then that is a problem which is where your optimization is going to help you reach the right spot where you want to be all right so right. so one of my favorite linkedin personalities once wrote that authenticity in a world typing to impress is real gold 
unquote i guess this is a pretty much in resonance with our previous discussion so uh, would you like to elaborate on this sir <laughs> right uh, so see this goes exactly with the previous question that you asked uh, if you're really passionate about something then authenticity uh, is not a choice authenticity is something that you are going to exude out every single day because if you are not authentic then your passion is a superficial passion if you're not speaking writing living breathing the language that you are every single day saying that you are passionate about then that is a problem so if today for example i feel that i am a health and fitness enthusiast but at the same time if i am the one who is making the wrong choices then i cannot change the world around me to make the right choices and which is exactly where being authentic to yourself is first about being honest to yourself knowing exactly what you want why you are doing and and what is the reason behind your success or passion if these two things are not clear to you you cannot be authentic with yourself and the moment you are not authentic with yourself you cannot be honest with people around you and those people are going to get to know you very soon whether it's your team members whether it's your customers or whether it's your employees today uh, for a long period of time um, all of us in the team we spend time with our customers when we spend time with our customers Uh, the one common feedback that we always receive as a team from our customers that you guys are really honest if someone asks us does our weight management product works and i always tell them that you know what weight management products will not work through a magical drink it is always going to be a supplement to your other diets that you're going to do a supplement to the other exercises that you're going to do If you are thinking that this is one magical portion, जी कि आज पिया और कल मेरा वेट घट जाएगा, तो I'm sorry, nothing in nature that exists works like that. And at the same time, the reason why we sell pack of twenty four bottles today is only because we wanted consumers to understand that Ayurveda requires patience and perseverance, and we are honest about it. It's not like a energy drink कि आज मैंने एक पिया और मेरे को दो मिनट में एनर्जी आ जाएगी. So that is exactly where your authenticity. your understanding and your honesty with yourself will translate into the product vision and the passion and that is why it is so important to be authentic with yourself first and then only the honesty will come out with your team members and customers around you okay sir sir who are your favorite marketing personalities i guess i said gordon is one <laughs> right so uh, see uh, uh, again there is no uh, one particular person that i follow uh while um, it sounds uh, unusual what i actually um, do quite a bit is rather than searching by the the name of the author i actually just search by the context or search by the topic that i'm looking to gain expertise understanding examples and things like that or case studies which is where for example you might want to know about email marketing you might want to know about sms marketing or you might want to know about conducting ig live sessions on instagrams now uh, i would rather like to go topic by topic and try to understand from the experts of those topic that what does actually work when you asked that question and gave the example of uh, mr gordon then uh, we are talking very much towards from a brand philosophy perspective we are talking very much towards the proposition perspective now that is where again uh, i feel that the brand language is the language that you speak and the language that you speak comes from the passion within you as an entrepreneur because you're not taking a brand from your ancestors and building it you're creating a brand from zero and when you're creating a brand from zero it needs to speak the language that you really feel passionate about otherwise 
every single day in an entrepreneur's life is so tough that if you are not honest with yourself it becomes very difficult to continue on that journey for a long period of time and hence the brand language the proposition becomes a version of your passion but on the other hand the marketing and the communications i tend to look at the topics and then t- uh, look at the blogs or the case studies from the experts in that particular area all right sir so can you please provide our listeners with a two to three learnings which you experienced during this pandemic and during the course of your phenomenal career right so uh, uh, i guess uh, for me there are certain values that i hold uh, very close to my heart and there are certain uh, skills that i also again not only try to practice within myself but also with my team also uh, so uh, first thing is uh, honesty and introspection uh, at every given per moment of time it's very important that uh, we we try to understand what we are doing why we are doing the purpose behind it because the purpose if it is clear then the rest of the things are going to come out to you very clearly so if there is no purpose behind what you are doing why you are doing sometimes it leads to uh, uh, non satisfaction which is where i always recommend all kind of uh, managers and entrepreneurs and as my learnings from the past also that take a stop every few months and just try to understand that what is it that you really like what is the purpose behind what you are doing and as a result of that what do you want to achieve with that that just helps you put things in perspective that's number 1 number 2 depth depth is something which is hugely um, undervalued as a skill in the short term because it requires a lot of patience and perseverance the depth that you can gain in the first 3 to 6 months of your new job new profile new skill set it helps to pave the path for the next 2 years in a very very solid way which is where i tend to always advice uh, younger managers also and fresh college graduates that uh, it's so very important to understand the depth of the matter because if we don't understand the root causes and the root drivers it becomes difficult to understand the lagging drivers we all tend to look at the the performance in uh, key performance indicators ways but it's actually not the kpis that make or break your life it's actually the leading indicators that every single day is impacting those kpis so it's important to go in the depth to understand that so that's the second thing that i uh, recommend the third is people the the value that you can extract by understanding the motivations the drivers and the relationships of the people around you is immense and this again takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy and sometimes uh, it's very difficult to balance because once you have a very strong relationship with some people you are not able to give them a strong feedback and at the same time when you don't have a good relationship with people you are not able to practice the virtues of team work that is going to bring a value to you and your brand and your company that is very hidden in nature so from that perspective it is important to have that balance in relationship where you understand the motivations you understand the skill sets you understand what that person is liking and not liking about you your company and things like that and these are the three things where i actually uh, always tell everyone around me that uh, honesty transparency your purpose that's number 1 number 2 depth to understand the leading indicators affecting the lagging indicators and number 3 is uh, understanding people around you 
in order to drive the relationships in a very balanced way thank you so much sir that is honestly really very exhaustive this podcast has been brought to you by gruvets a market leading technical assessment platform that helps companies to access identify and hire best food technologists that to remotely based on their creativity and innovation for solving real world food business challenges we at gruvets hope that this relationship which has developed through the onset of this podcast stays thank you so much sir for taking out time and being with us today and giving this podcast series a great great start thank you sir